Get on the grid. I got great news, guys. It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. News, 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 news. Thanks, Yang. Hey, everybody, I'm Cam Stewart with your Sports Grid News and Betting Update. Get on the grid, everybody. Live action. we got one MLB game on this afternoon. It's a tight one right now. Arizona and St. Louis for deadlocked at two in the top of the fourth. A couple news items just in as well. Phillies catcher J.P. Riomoto is slated for season-ending knee procedure, while Twins pitcher Sam Dyson could miss all of 2020 with a required soldier surgery. This from MLB.com. NFL, this could be great news for the Chargers. Melvin Gordon could rejoin the team earlier than originally planned, though he hasn't made any final decisions. This from ESPN's Adam Schefter. The running back was believed to be targeting uh, week six to eight for his return from a contract-related holdout. The Chargers have gotten by without Gordon, though, with the tandem of Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson averaging 5.4 yards a carry. Gordon previously received permission to seek a trade, but he hasn't found a team willing to cough up the assets and give him a big-time extension. Gordon, a pro bowler last season, rushed for 885 yards and 10 touchdowns across 12 games, and he's averaged four yards per carry during his career, the former first-rounder in the fifth year of his rookie deal. Jalen Ramsey missed today's practice uh, due to a back ailment, and he's unlikely to pay, play for Jacksonville in Week 4, sources telling ESPN, and the team and player are reportedly in a stare-down regarding that potential trade. The Jags later clarified that Ramsey reported back soreness in the fourth quarter of Thursday's wins over the Tennessee Titans. Ramsey didn't practice Monday after he told the team he was sick. The Denver Broncos' big offseason acquisition, Bryce Callahan, who signed a three-year, $21 million deal with Denver, he had to undergo a non-surgical procedure on his left foot. He's going to be sidelined at least four to six more weeks, this according to Coach Vic Fangio. Rex Ryan, not a huge fan of Cleveland quarterback <clears throat> Baker Mayfield. Ryan called Mayfield overrated as hell today on ESPN's Pat McAfee show. The Cleveland quarterback reacted by saying, if you don't wear orange and brown, you don't matter to me. And Rex Ryan doesn't have any colors for a reason, so it's okay. Anyway, uh, the feud is on with those guys. Bears coach Matt Nagy said running back Tariq Cohen regrets filming the team's locker room celebration on Instagram Live, a move that caught Kyle Long and nothing but his birthday suit. Yeah, he was a bear noodle there and uh, caught on film. Hockey News Leafs coach Mike Babcock said he was not aware of the disorderly conduct charge against his star Austin Matthews until Tuesday. The charge stems back from an incident May 26 in Scottsdale, Arizona. The complaint and a security guard slated Matthews and a group of males tried to open up her vehicle around 2 a.m. when she was doing some paperwork inside. Matthews apparently drunk, mooned her, but uh, she said he kept his underwear on. The 22-year-old apologized today. He will be in the lineup when the Leafs battle the Montreal Canadiens in preseason action tonight. The Calgary Flames have signed restricted free agent forward Matthew Kachuk to a three-year $21 million bridge with an annual value of $7 million. The contract gives Kachuk the largest annual cap hit on the team. He'll be a free agent when it expires. The 21-year-old, a great breakout season in his third year. The Scottsdale, Arizona native tallied a career-best 34 goals, 43 assists for 74 points. He also had 104 hits for the Flames. Now just three notable free agent restrictions uh, still out as of October 2nd when the season starts. Winnipeg yet to sign forwards Kyle Connor and Patrick Lane and Colorado for Amika Ranton and still in need of new deals. Brandon's uh, Blue Jackets forward Brandon Dubinsky is going to miss the start of the season with a wrist injury. Seattle has hired Cami Granado as the NHL's first female pro scout today. Let's take a look at the MLB matchups and betting board for later tonight. We got a pair at 640. Minnesota minus 210 at Detroit, 9.5. Dobnik versus Norris. Milwaukee laying 40 at Cincy. Lyles and Male. We got a total of 9. 705 action. Philly at Washington. Nats minus 175, 10.5. Smiley and Sanchez. Cubs minus 190 at Pittsburgh, 9.5. Lester and Agrizel. 
We got Baltimore, Toronto, Jays, 55 cent favorites, Tanya, Noah, and Waggis back. 710, Yankees and Rays. Rays minus 155, Losanya and Morton, total nine and a half. Miami at New York, Mets minus 500. Duggar versus DeGrom, seven and a half the total. The Mets getting prices like the Astros, 805. Boston minus 140 at Texas, Porcello versus Allard, 12. 810 action, Cleveland minus 350 at Chicago, nine. Bieber versus Detweiler, Indians a half game back of the second wild card in the NL. Atlanta, Atlanta laying 45 at KC. Soroka versus Montgomery, 10. 945 action. Colorado at San Fran. Giants, a buck 70. Melville versus Zamarja, nine-year total. Oakland minus 210 at LA. Montas versus Heaney, and Montas back for the A's after missing three months due to that PED use ban. Houston minus 380 at Seattle, nine. Granke and Kikuchi and the Dodgers, they are laying 190 at the Padres. Stripling versus Lamette. We got a total of eight and a half. And in the NBA, Kyrie Irving day to day with left side facial fracture. He got the injury in a pickup game. He's now wearing a mask. I'm Cam Stewart. Gabe Morenci hosts hour one of Red Heat and Rage Radio from the Sports Grid Studios at the Meadowlands. We'll talk football with our buddy Mark Lawrence in hour one. Red Heat and Rage on Sports Grid. It's coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage from the Sports Grid Studios. FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands. I am Marenzi. Let's do this thing on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. Mark Lawrence will step up and in. We'll talk NFL football, college football, maybe a little uh, Major League uh, Baseball. Lou Gamblu is actually at uh, the Arizona Diamondback uh, baseball game, uh, but he's going to join us anyways. I understand he's a couple of tequilas deep, uh, but uh, that'll just make it uh, more interesting, uh, actually. As uh, the St. Louis Cardinals and Arizona D-backs played in the late night hours uh, last night, uh, already back at it right now, so Lou's uh, at the game, but... Uh, we'll see if he's still at the game. I mean, Lou did tell us before, Cam, that he basically shows up in the third and leaves in, like, the sixth type of thing. Yeah, good point, Gabe. Uh, it's in the top of the fourth right now, so I got to believe, yeah, an hour, we do the show, we talk to Mark Lawrence, we do the update, we see Gamble. You're right, he'll probably, he gone. It'll probably be, like, the seventh or eighth inning. Lou will be out in the parking lot or at the bar for part two with Margarita Madness. Yeah, as, as Lou stated, it's really just a reason to go and uh, drink margaritas <laughs> on a Wednesday afternoon. But it's the last Wednesday game of the year uh, for Arizona. Uh, so we got another slate of baseball uh, tonight. I think maybe we could find some soccer or something like that. But yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back on the uh, on the football grid tomorrow. Uh, we got a big Thursday night uh, game. Finally something to uh, sink, uh, finally some meat on the bone. Uh, one of these prime time games. Man, I'm Cam, I've been sitting here doing these duds, man. Sitting here till midnight, breaking down like Washington Redskins, Chicago Bear games, and annoying freaking Tennessee Titan and Jaguar games. And at least tomorrow, I'm getting the Eagles uh, and the Packers. Monday night, it's the uh, the Steelers and the Bengals. But even though their records aren't aren't good, it's still going to be an interesting game. They hate each other. It's a good rivalry game, and I don't think Pittsburgh season is is done yet. You know they they need to win. They can get back to three and three, and then sort of uh, hit the uh, the re the reboot uh, button. Um, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. If you look at that division, Cam, you know the Bengals aren't in play. The Browns are way overrated, yep. and uh, the Browns aren't going anywhere. And the Ravens aren't perfect. 
right? Like the Steelers, you can't tap out yet if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> I agree. I still think the Ravens gave cream of the crop in the division, but you talk about it, the Bengals. i got to give the Bengals a lot of credit, though. They've been grinding. They almost beat Seattle and the Bills, Gabe. Too tough. Zach Taylor and that uh, team, uh, they've been doing a lot of good work, but let's be real, they don't have the talent to do anything. Cleveland, spread. overrated. Yeah, good teams. <laughs> Remember, good. what is it? Good teams win, great teams cover. Well, I guess the Bengals are a great team so far because they're covering. And, uh, yeah, I'm totally down on Cleveland. Now, uh, what do we got? Baker Mayfield coming out on Rex Ryan because he thinks you're overrated as hell. Worry about your own business, buddy. It's part of being the big leagues. All these people like to talk. you got to ignore the noise and worry about what you're doing, Dave. Well, it's interesting. It's interesting uh, because when Baker Mayfield insulted everybody this summer, Freddie Kitchen said, that's just Baker being Baker, telling it like it is. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. All right, Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage, our radio continues. Also on Zumo TV, Channel 719, many other uh, platforms. We appreciate uh, you joining us. Get on the grid, sportsgrid.com. This is worth the uh, Sports Grid Studios and the FanDuel Sportsbook at uh, the Meadowlands on this uh, Wednesday. Gamble will join us in the 6 o'clock hour. He's at that Arizona Diamondback St. Louis Cardinal baseball game. Uh, we've got. Um, Baker Mayfield coming back at uh, Rex Ryan and uh, taking a pot shot at Rex on the way out. Uh, Freddie Kitchens clearly in over his head. Uh, we've got Antonio Brown saying that there's multiple teams interested in signing him. Uh, the chaos continues, and Mark Lawrence caps it all. Playbook.com. Mark, always a pleasure. How you doing? I'm doing just great, Gabe. I'm one of those Cleveland Browns fans. It's a little uh, disenfranchised with Freddie Kitchens right now, not only a Cleveland Browns fan at heart, but also a person that used the Cleveland Browns as a big play last week. So a little bit despondent, if you will, after the result of that game. Well, you didn't know that the entire secondary was going to be out, but really, ultimately, Mark, and me and Cam talked about this, it's always the opposite that you would expect, and really the secondary wasn't the downfall. You know, Cooper Cup gets open on everybody. That's going to happen. <laughs> it was the offense, <clears throat> and the offense continues to be a problem. And uh, Rex Ryan says the other day that uh, Baker Mayfield is way uh, overrated. Baker Mayfield responded today, if you don't wear orange and brown, you don't matter. And Rex Ryan doesn't have any colors right now for a reason. Um <laughs> Right now, Baker Mayfield has started 16 games in his NFL career. <coughs> Excuse me. 16 games, guys, in his NFL career. He's got one win against a team with a winning record. He should be more concerned about that than what they say about him on ESPN, Mark. Well, everybody's a little bit short-sighted right now in Cleveland these days because of the disappointing loss. I can only say this, that, uh, you know... Were they able to get the ball into the end zone when they should have at the end of the football game? And if they end up winning that game, we're not having this conversation. We're not talking about Baker Mayfield or you know, his uh, his lack of uh, whatever it is that he has or doesn't have, but we're talking about the Browns 
being tied with Baltimore for first place in the AFC North. I put it all on Freddie Kitchens, yep. and not on Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, uh, Christ, I mean, he had no offensive line in front of him. And, you know, he's trying to make the best out of a bad situation with the plays that were being sent into him. And, and it just proves to me that uh, just like uh, much just like uh, Mike Pettin, uh, you can go on and on and on about former offensive coordinators that get elevated into head coaches. They're a Peter principle in, uh, in, in effect. They're good offensive coordinators, and they're just not capable of moving up to the next level, and I believe that's the case with Freddie Kitchens. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I'll tell you what, uh, Mark. This is as, uh, as emotional as I've heard you, spirited. Yeah, you get worked like up now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. Listen, the offensive line is bad. There's without a doubt. They've got issues with the offensive line. I think Baker does need to shut up. I think he's put a bigger target on his back than there already was. Um, I think Rex Ryan raised a lot of good points. Uh, and Baker Mayfield was, you know, took offense to the Johnny Manziel comparisons. And he's much more functional than Johnny Manziel obviously is. But yep. a lot of the same issues, he's finding out on the field. You know, he rolls out, he scrambles out. He's, he's the slowest guy on the field. Right, like he ain't running. He's not running away from anybody. Uh, he's very repetitive with what he does. He panics in the pocket. He's throwing off of his back foot. The fundamentals are bad. And as you stated, Mark, you know, the other day I made a joke when when the game was on the line. You know, horrible game management by Freddie Kitchens, a horrible play calling, etc. But when the game was on the line, it almost appeared as if though that like Baker Mayfield was telling Kitchens what he was going to do. You know, like Kitchens is standing around there like he's just not the one for this, especially with a team that has Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham and Miles Garrett and Jarvis Landry. You need a hard ass. You need somebody that everyone's going to respect. And, you know, they just they're a poorly coached football team. They're an undisciplined team. I know they have injuries, Mark, but they're a poorly coached football team. And you can see it. Again, I put that loss squarely on Freddie Kitchens, uh, much like we saw Sean McVay being outcoached by Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl game last year. Freddie Kitchens was undressed by Sean McVay in that football game Sunday night. He's just a former offensive coordinator who's been elevated to the role of a head coach. It's a Peter Principle thing where he's not capable of uh, mastering that particular position here. And I think uh, by season's end, if the Browns don't have a winning record, Freddie Kitchens will be a former Cleveland Browns head coach. Uh, Mark Lawrence, playbook.com uh, uh, with us. And, uh, Cam, I just uh, sent you um, I just sent you another email, uh, actually. Yep. I, I forwarded you the, uh, the, midweek, uh, the midweek alert. The alert. Uh, yes, but I did. just I uh, like, sent you I the, like the, the midweek alert. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes. Yeah, yeah alerts are good. Yeah. <laughs> alerts are good. And Mark Lawrence at, over at Playbook has been killing it. But as long as we're on this Browns uh, team right now, I like Baltimore. You know, it's one of these games. I think Baltimore's going to beat them, but the number sort of priced I mean, me out of the market here. I, you know, I'll tell you what, Mark, and Cam can attest to this. And if we can get Cam's volume up, I'm having a hard time hearing Cam, uh, Yang. Um, I've been talking about it. You and I have talked about it, Mark. 82% of the time NFL uh, point spreads don't come into play. I've been monitoring it uh, this year a lot. This past weekend... Only three games out of the 16, Mark, did the point spread come into play. 
So it's one of these deals where I think Baltimore's going to win. I'm not in love with laying seven, but the fact of the matter is, whoever's going to win generally covers the point spread. It's been that way, and especially with shorter point spreads this year. We had tweeted out uh, last week before the NFL games began that uh, football teams that were favored by six or less that won the game the first two weeks of the season were 18-1 and one against the spread. Uh, Baltimore might have been in that role this week uh, with the line that we saw that was sent out of the Westgate last week uh, before the games were played. They may have made Baltimore a three-and-a-half point favorite in this game. After Sunday's game, they're up to a six-and-a-half and seven-point favorite. So I agree with you. You can't chase a bad number. Uh, but the bottom line here is I still think there's value to the Cleveland Browns in this game. They can shut everybody up. Uh, by winning this football game and leaving Baltimore at 2-2 two and two in the season tied with the Ravens for first place in the AFC North. Uh, Cam, what are you thinking about this game? I, I'm, I'm with uh, Mark on this one, Gabe. I'm going to tell you, Kitchen's not just outcoached week one. Week one against Tennessee where they got absolutely decimated. And uh, if not for the Jets injury with Simeon, what would have happened? They were very unimpressive in in that game as well. I'm with Cleveland, though. I think the spread is too high. I think they can win the game outright, Gabe, but I'm going to make it a play. Cleveland still has the talent on the team. Baltimore coming back down to earth a little bit against Kansas City. I think this is going to be a real slugfest, maybe like a field goal game. i got to take the converted touchdown with Cleveland, Mark. I think you tend to agree, too. It seems like there's too many points that the Ravens are are giving right now. I'm on Cleveland. If you're going to give me a touchdown, give me the Browns, despite uh, the poor start to the season. Well, you know, Cam, like they say, the points make the play in football handicapping, and uh, you you can get to a point where you can like both sides of the same game, depending upon the point spread. And I think this is the classic case of just that. You can make a case for the Baltimore Ravens in a win situation. I think you have to look at the Cleveland Browns in a touchdown-plus situation here, especially with this ugly chip on their shoulder right now after having been embarrassed on Sunday Night Football. Uh, And you've also got uh, in here Lamar Jackson coming in here after – you know, I know he, he beat everybody in the league they started against other than Kansas City, you know, and he figures to maybe win this football game here again. But uh, Baker Mayfield in his short career has been outstanding in games off a straight-up and spread loss. He's 5-1 and one that way, 4-2 four and one, four and two straight up. Again, I think it's all about value, and I think the Cleveland Browns bring value to this game. All right, we're going to take a quick break uh, right here. We'll jump into some of these other NFL uh, football games. Interesting. It's a division game. You got. You should believe that it will be close, but you know you've got to monitor the Cleveland injury situation as well. And from the Morency database, as I stated, Baker Mayfield, one win, guys, against teams with a winning record. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this show can get a deposit bonus up to 500 bucks. Here's how it works. One, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. Two, make a deposit. And three, place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it with a 50% bonus up to 500 clams. This offer is eligible for all users, plus new users will get a risk-free bet up to 200 bucks. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for full details. 
Uh, well done, uh, Cam. The Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. I am uh, Marenzi. I think maybe I've uh, coughed my way through it uh, right now. Yeah. i got to get that scratch He's a uh, going. Cousin. Yeah. Ricola. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a Ricola off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I sent you a pack of Ricola. We had Owen yeah. Daniels on today. <laughs> oh, former we had tight Owen Daniel end. Daniel on today. Uh, former tight oh. end at Denver Broncos, Houston Texans. And uh, he's doing, he's part of the uh, Crown Royal Water Break. And, oh, uh, you nice. gotta, yeah. <laughs> Crown yeah, Royal. You got to love it. Basically, get blasted on Crown Royal, but make sure you drink some water in between crowns. Hey, one of the funniest things ever, actually, was <laughs> me and Cam with the Iron Sheik, uh, Mark, the legendary Iron Sheik. And it's like 11 in the morning, man. I wasn't even going to start drinking that early. Like, we had a big show on national TV. It was like this big street party. There's literally like 20,000 people there. But what are you going to do, man, when the Iron Sheik wants to drink with you at 11 in the morning? <laughs> so me and Cam get roped up and <laughs> roped in to this. And uh, best, we have a couple of drinks, and an Iron Sheik's like, uh, Crown Royal, need Crown Royal. Well, I never forget uh, you going up to the to the bar. The bar guy was like open bar because like a VIP tent. <laughs> like Cam's like, yo, we need two crowns for the Sheik, man. <laughs> like, it's something you never expect you'd say in your life. I need two crowns for the Iron That's Sheik. Um, yeah, great. Uh, you haven't lived until you've uh, you've gotten drunk. Uh, you haven't lived till you've gotten drunk uh, with the Iron Sheik. Really? All right. Uh, so, uh, you guys are blinded by uh, the Cleveland Browns at Baker Mayfield. So, I'll move on uh, from this game. <laughs> Although, the seven points, I get That's it. A lot of points. Let's man. talk about a real quarterback, uh, Mark. Quarterback in our backyard here is probably he's practicing right down. Uh, he's practicing right now on the other side of the parking lot. Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones. It's too bad they lost Saquon Barkley, but this kid is special, Mark. And I, I know this game has let down written all over it. After that dramatic comeback, you're down, you know, eighteen plus points. You come back, you win the game in your first ever game. Now there's game tape. It's your home opener now, your, your home debut. You can't believe the electricity in New York right now around Daniel Jones and his football team. But I tell you what, Mark, this kid's a robot. There's no letdown in this kid. He's emotionless. He's, a, he's like a hybrid of like, he, I'm telling you, he's a Terminator. The way he scans down the field, he doesn't panic in the pocket. He doesn't get up. He doesn't get down. Look at Baker Mayfield, guys. Colin Coward talks about Baker Mayfield. Baker freaks out and goes on a Twitter rampage. Yep. Rex Ryan says something about Baker Mayfield. Hey, Baker, that's Rex's job, all right? That's his job. He's supposed to talk about players in the league. You're in the league, buddy. Um, he's got to clap back right away. Oh, yeah, Rex doesn't even have colors to wear. Ha, ha, ha. Remember Daniel Jones, Mark, and Cam, and I'll throw it to you first, Cam. Daniel Jones, everybody mocked this guy from the first day. He got booed out of Yankee game. He got mocked. He got criticized. What did he say every time? I'm only worried about getting better. I'm only worried about uh, the next practice. I don't even know what anybody says about me. I don't care. I'm only focused on me and the New York Giants. It just, it it goes right off of him. You know, Baker Mayfield, ah, he freaks out. I'm telling you, Mark, 
Daniel Jones, the guy's got ice in his veins. Uh, Cam, who do you like in that game, Redskins or Giants? And not to mention, the Redskins suck, but the Giants' defense is still bad. So who do you like in the game, Cam? Good point, Gabe. So uh, the over looks very enticing at 48. I think both teams will score, but you bring up a lot of good points. The thing I love about Daniel Jones is don't let the haircut fool you. He looks like a jolly G shucks, Eli Manning, but he is a killer, Gabe. You saw what he did, too, with time. And Tennessee, I told you, Tampa Bay, that front four was lethal. What did he do? He stayed stand in there, and he delivered. That's with only Sterling Shepard. Saquon Barkley was hurt. You had Wayne Goldman as your running back, and your biggest threat was Evan Ingram, and the kid delivered on the road and did a real good job other than one fumble, and that's something he will address. As for the Redskins, they're horrible. I agree, it's a bad spot for the Giants divisional game. Redskins will still score with Keenum, but what I got with Jones, I think they pull off like a four- to six-point win, too. Very close to the number. Give me the G-men, Marenzi. Mark Lawrence, I know there's bad numbers against the Giants, but you almost have to start a new database now with Daniel Jones in here, don't you? Well, let me say this, Gabe, okay, that everybody in New York is ready to become a bridge jumper after one game of watching Daniel Jones beat the Tampa Bay Bucks in a game in which they were out-yarded by over 100 yards in the football game. I say put the seatbelt on and let's wait and see exactly what you've got there. I understand he looks cool, calm, and collected when he plays, but the bottom line is he doesn't have a lot of talent around him. He doesn't have Saquon Barkley with him this week here either. Be careful here. I think everybody in New York got blinders on this particular week, and I realize how bad Washington is. But last year, it was the visiting team that won both of those football games straight up. I think there's a knee-jerk reaction here to New York based upon what happened last week. They were all antsy waiting for Jones to make that debut, of which he did look good in. But you're also talking about a New York Giants football team that is just not comfortable laying points in football games. One in 12 or 1-7, I should say, at home, off an away game, taking an opponent off a home game, switching roles here. So be careful, I think, this football game. They, this game's got trap written all over it. And I'm also going to throw out one other stat here that the New York Giants are doing this week what I call leaking oil. And in the midweek alert you guys have this week here, you'll see teams who get outgained or outyarded three successive games in a row and then dress up as favorites really struggle. They're just not qualified favorites here. So I'm, all I'm saying here is be careful. I'm not going to play this football game, but at least Washington outyarded Chicago in that football game. And the main reason they lost the game is five turnovers led to 24 points for the Chicago Bears in the contest here. So, you know, pump the brakes a little bit about Daniel Jones here, and let's see exactly what you've got. Let him go through a full season and see if he isn't indeed rookie of the year candidate quarterback, much like Baker Mayfield was last year. And don't compare one good game from one quarterback and one bad game from another quarterback and make their careers. Mark Lawrence throwing heat today, Cam. Yeah. <laughs> Mark He's Lawrence. Water on your fire, summertime's right? over. False here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, it's all good. It's all good. No, and even, even <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. No, we we want that. people we to keep underestimating, my boy. Hey, exactly. We need that. Exactly. Keep on hating. Keep on hating. Um, 
But I like it. I'm looking here at New England and Buffalo preview, and right away, I like the negativity this week, Mark. This is how the, the preview opens up for New England-Buffalo, Cam. Let's not concede the Patriots another Super Bowl title just yet. <laughs> I like it. I like it, too. You're not playing around this week, Mark. So my Buffalo Bills getting seven points. They played the Patriots tough. The Patriots got a lot of covers, though, but, you know, the Bills have fallen apart. Last year they played them tough, but Derek Anderson was starting. It's been a great start to the season for the Buffalo Bills. Losing Harrison Phillips is a devastating loss to the defensive line uh, for the season. That really, really hurts. But nevertheless, um, New Era Field, as it's now called, the Ralph this place is going to be rocking. As Bill Belichick stated, said it's one of the more intense stadiums to play in, louder stadiums to play in, a matchup of 3-0 and teams. This is a real test, a gut check test uh, for the, uh, the Buffalo Bills, Mark. I think it is, Gabe, and I think Buffalo is capable of at least standing up uh, for this game and going toe-to-toe. They may have to take a standing eight count or two, but I don't think it'll be any worse than the 30 losses they've taken in the last 33 games against Tom Brady here. I like their defense here, and I also think New England is coming off of, you know, if if they're a, a creamy, smooth, buttery football team, I think they're more like a... I can't believe it's butter margin football team. Uh, you take a look at you, you take a look at who they beat this year, Gabe. Margarine. Parquet. Parquet. Butter. Parquet. Parquet. Look at who they beat here this year, guys. I mean, look at this collective list of of dead suspects. They beat 0-3 Pittsburgh, yep. 0-3 Miami, and 0-3 the New York Jets. They've got Washington up next. They've got the Giants and the Jets behind them. They've got such a cush schedule to begin the football season. There will be a criminal investigation if this football team isn't in the Super Bowl again this year. And some way, somehow, because of the Robert Kraft antics and what they do in New England, they probably will be. But I think this is a bad spot for New England this week, just given the fact of who they played and who the Buffalo Bills are this year. I think this is one of the Buffalo's better football teams than they've had in a long time. And I think they'll be ready for this football game. I like it. I like it. Um, looking looking in the playbook, and we encourage people to pick it up, playbook.com, if you want to uh, be informed uh, and you actually want to be on top of uh, things when you're capping college and NFL football, you need playbook.com. New Orleans and uh, Dallas. Some real nice uh, numbers uh, for the uh, the New Orleans Saints in a spot like this, and you know, you know, p- pick up the pick up the playbook, guys, to get into the database. But the number that sticks out to me the most is about Teddy Bridgewater. The guy's just a winner. Now, twenty four and seven as a starter in his NFL career. And Mark, when you and I tied for eighth place in the Super Contest, I actually freaking had the Green Bay Packers in that game. Teddy Bridgewater's strong play cost me $55,000. Yep. But I like him still. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. All right, the Wicked Wednesday edition of Game Time Decisions continues. Mark Lawrence with the flamethrower. Step back. <laughs> 
Step back. <laughs> uh, we're at the Sports Grid Studios, FanDuel uh, Sportsbook uh, at the Meadowlands, where Danny Dimes will be doing his thing on uh, on Sunday um, against the uh, the Washington Redskins. And a lot of people are up in arms, actually, about uh, about Dwayne Haskins not starting this game. Seems like it would be good timing to division rival throw your new quarterback in against their new quarterback and let the new rivalry begin but you know Gruden I don't know what you know Gruden says oh, I'm not giving up on the season yet you're done Gruden your team's done and um you're going to be 0 and 4 after Sunday but Cam before we get to some college you have you have an NFL game you want to throw uh, at uh, Mark Lawrence and we were so we were going to the break there I do like yeah. the Saints in this spot you know, the Cowboys, you talked about the schedule with the Patriots. Uh, Cowboys are stepping up in class now, going into a hostile environment. Sunday night football. Hell, Teddy Bridgewater has a better winning percentage as a starting quarterback than Drew Brees does in his career. <laughs> I know it's only 31 games, but he wins games. And you know, let's see, he wins games. I like the Saints in that game, Mark. I like the Saints in this game as well, and uh, you know, unlike it costing you 55 large with Teddy Bridgewater in that last start he made back in the Hilton contest days or the Westgate contest days, I think he's just jonesing for his opportunity now, uh, given the fact that uh, he knows there's no Drew Brees looking over his shoulder, perhaps Taysom Hill, but no Drew Brees looking over his shoulder here, and that was a big confidence win that they had against Seattle last week. My biggest concern is the fact that they were thoroughly outplayed by Seattle in the football contest. They lost by 250 yards in the stats. That usually comes back to bite a team uh, the very next week uh, when they come to play football, but it usually comes back to bite a team when they're dressed up as a favorite, and now they're in a rare role of a home dog in this football game. Cam? Yeah, well, my game, Mark, and uh, I was going to be selfish and ask you about the Seahawks and Cardinals, but people, they need something better than that, Mark. So let's go KC and Detroit. This should be a real good game. Let's give Detroit. Did they piss that game away against the Cardinals? But uh, think about this. The win, they win. They beat the Eagles outright. They win again at home against the Chargers, despite the Chargers' big, big mistakes at the special teams. But Detroit's been better, and Kansas City covers numbers. Mark, should be an interesting game with the Chefs and the Lions, and the Lions did beat uh, the Chargers, a divisional team, on their home turf. Won't be easy against Mahomes. No, it won't be. And these are probably good numbers for both Mahomes and Reed in the contest. Andy Reed at his best on the road in the National Football League. And Patrick Mahomes uh, has been really, really good, if you will, uh, on the road, 10 and 3 to the spread, or 10 and 3, not 5 and 1 to the spread in this particular game, but in non division games. But what I'm looking at here is this, and this is a, a, a nice, neat stat involving teams that open up 3-0 and in the National Football League, and they're on the road in Game 4. They're just 7-18 and to the spread when they're taking on another undefeated football team. It's a big number for Casey to have to get over here, and I think they could play down to Detroit's level just a bit here. I'm going to hold my nose and play the Lions plus the points. Uh, they're coming down the stretch at Indiana Grand yeah. <laughs> uh, here. Mark Lawrence uh, with us. <laughs> Mark uh, Mark Lawrence uh, with us. All right, so last NFL game, and uh, we'll get Mark out of here with a college game or two after this. I know this sounds crazy, and um, this is what we do. Uh, Mark in New York, we all you know we we push the we push the envelope. But I'm telling you right now, this is how crazy things can turn 
in the National Football League. If you would have asked somebody two weeks ago, who's going to have a better record, the New York Giants or the Philadelphia Eagles? Philadelphia Eagles lose their game tomorrow. They're one in three. The New York Giants beat the Redskins on Sunday. They're two and two, and actually in second place in their division. Cowboys lose on Sunday night. Giants are one game behind the Dallas Cowboys. Suddenly, like the the script, like of, and trust me, I'm here in New York, Mark. A month ago, people were laughing at the Giants, and the Jets were like this trendy team. Oh, the Jets, the Jets, the Jets. Jets tickets are going for six bucks on StubHub now. <laughs> and suddenly, the Giants are this hot, hot entity, and the Eagles are in a free fall. But all kidding aside, I'm dead serious. Think about that, guys. Giants beat the Redskins. Forget about whether they cover. I think the Reds. I think the Giants will win, but it'll be a close game. So it'll be they'll be two and two. I don't. I'm not guaranteeing the Eagles lose. I mean, the Eagles could step up on Thursday night, Mark. But what do you make of that game? Philadelphia at Green Bay. I like the Green Bay Packers here. I think they're playing not as good on the field as their record indicates, but they're feeling awfully confident about where they are right now undefeated. The Philadelphia Eagles, I guess, are looking in the mirror and wondering what the hell is going on. I know they have injury problems here, but uh, you're taking a look again. I'm going to go to this Game 4 situation, teams that open up 3-0 and in the National Football League. When, they're taking on, when you take a team that's 3-0 and to the spread, for the first three games, and you're playing a team that's 0-3 to the spread in their first three games, that 3-0 good spread team is 10-0 to the number since 1980, 10-10. Wow. I'm not going to step in front of Philadelphia or in front of Green Bay with a stat like that, especially when they're playing good football. And I think Green Bay is going to eventually play better football, and it could happen in this football game on Thursday. One other quick note here, Gabe. Yep. I want to pass this on to you. One of the best, best lines that I heard, you mentioned the New York Jets. You talk about the New York Giants. And we were looking at, uh, we were previewing next week's lines that the Westgate puts out in advance. So they call those advanced lines. And as we were previewing those games, my good friend Andy Isco in Las Vegas, and uh, Andy made the comment that uh, that he was surprised to see that next week the buy is actually a four and a half point favorite against the New York Jets. <laughs> the buy. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know the buys can out coach Adam Gase. Oh, definitely. I, I <laughs> yes, I know that. Yes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, college, college uh, football. Before we get you out of here, we got a Thursday nighter uh, tomorrow night. Looks like a pretty fun one, actually. Too. You got Memphis, uh, Memphis and Navy. Last week it was funny. We had Jacksonville. You had Jacksonville and Tennessee NFL, but you had that Houston-Tulane game. Wild game. And talk about how things can change in a hurry, Mark. Look at the Houston Cougars. De'Ara King shuts it down for the year. You know, One of their top wide receivers also shuts it down for the year. Not what we expected in Dana Holgerson's uh, first year in H-Town there. But we got Memphis and uh, Navy on the board. Um, you know, the game that catches my eye, guys, that I'm, kinda, I'm really interested in is the... Um, Virginia Notre Dame game, great call. Game. Virginia Notre Dame. That was the um, game I was going to ask. Mark yeah, about. like you know, and I like what Kelly stated. Yeah, I like what Kelly said. He goes, you know, they said, "What did you learn about your team after that?" They learned they played well against Georgia. He said, "I didn't learn anything." He goes, "I'll find out about what this team's made of next week against Virginia." And now you know they're back home. They're laying twelve and a half points. What's the database say, Mark, about Kelly in a spot like this? 
Well, you know, I, I heard Kelly make the same comment, and that was uh, he was doing his coach's speak role. He needed to do just that because, you know, the football team was really despondent off a tough loss against Georgia, a game that they think they feel they could have won, but they were probably lucky to get out there out of there with a point spread cover. Uh, I think this is a tough football game here because you don't know how he's, they're going to be coached up the Irish in this football game. Uh, I like the fact that Virginia's 5-0, and non-conference dog of seven or more points. They're playing some pretty confident football with Bronco Mendenhall these days. And you take a look at the Irish when they've been a road underdog and they've lost the game. They're 1-6 to the number of their next game, so they do not show signs of getting back up. Put a gun to my head, I'd play the points with the Cavaliers in the contest. I'm liking the Cavs cam in this game. Yeah, no, it's going to... Notre Dame, it's it's interesting, and you guys bring up a good point. How are they going to respond when you played your asses off going into Athens, Georgia, and almost beating the Bulldogs, which was fantastic? Now you get another good team with Virginia, but you're at home. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm looking at the Cavaliers as well. I th- I think it's going to be an interesting game, Gabe. That number's pretty big. I think uh, Virginia can uh, stay inside twelve for sure. Uh, Mark, last game, and we'll get you out of here is. Uh, USC and Washington, it's amazing, isn't it? You look at the USC Trojans, they keep getting better every time someone gets hurt. <laughs> like, like, True. If I, like, it sounds crazy, but if I was like Clay Helton, I'd just come and start like, you know, clubbing kids in the knees. Bam! And the next kid's up better. <laughs> like, it's a bizarre world. Everyone's like, oh, no, JT Daniels is out. And then uh, the Slovis comes in, and you're like, oh, this kid's pretty good. And it's like, can you believe it? Slovis gets hurt in the first play of the game uh, last week. And then Matt Fink. Matt Fink looks like Matt Leinert. The guy's throwing balls all over the place, the wide receivers. I'm not saying USC are a good team or that Clay Helton is a good coach, but they're a different team this year, Mark. Like, there's something about them. They do have, like, they're not fully back yet, but there's a little bit. You see the skill position players that they have. And they, I don't know. They just seem to have a little bit more of an energy and spark about them this year, the USC Trojans. I think they're playing free and loose this football season here with uh, maybe not as many expectations that they had in years past. That's probably because they are in a mission season off the rare losing year last year. And I love playing teams like this that are underdogs with revenge. Uh, I think it makes for a nice camaraderie for this football team. They recruit as well as anybody in the country, not just the Pac-12, but in the country. So there's athletes on this football team here. And then I look at Washington's tendencies, and, you know, they've struggled the Washington Huskies have uh, as conference home favorites of eight or more points are only one and six to the number coming off that big win they had at BYU last week. I think this is a nice spot for Southern Cal to go in there and slip away with the point spread cover once again this week. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com. Thank you for uh, joining us, Mark. It's always a pleasure. We encourage people to uh, check out playbook.com. You can get it on your mobile device uh, as well. Thanks for the time. May the winners be yours, Mark. Hey, my pleasure as always, guys. Be well. I'll catch up with you next week. Take care. Take care, Mark. Mark Lawrence. Great stuff with Mark Lawrence said. You know, Cam, you got to be careful in college football betting underdogs because if it's going to get away from you, it's going to get away from you. It's sort of like NFL football with the point spreads. But honestly, Notre Dame are a little overrated. You know what I mean? Like last week, the point spread was too high against them and now it's too high for them <laughs> you know what exactly. i mean no, exactly there's something exactly. about notre dame like and i tell you what 
I don't think people realize how good of a football team Virginia are, Cam. Uh, I think people think, oh, they just didn't think, oh, look at, dude, look how good Pitt is. They just beat UCF, right? Pitt are a good team. That Mac wide receiver is a freaking stud on Pitt. And Virginia beat Pitt by 16. All right? They played Florida State. I know Florida State have this. Put it this way. Why does everyone praise Boise State? What a great win against Florida State. Dude, Virginia went in there, did the same damn thing. They beat them by seven. They weren't even down. They were in control. Like, and you look at Virginia, they played Florida State. They've already played a fast team. They played Pittsburgh. They played a physical team. Tough team. Yep. They're battle-tested. They're not going to be like, oh, Notre Dame's more talented than us. They're faster than us. No, Notre Dame's not faster than Florida State. Notre Dame's no more physical than the Pittsburgh Panthers are. Virginia, this people thought that Virginia were the second-best team in the ACC this year behind Clemson. And you're yep. getting 12 and a half points against a Notre Dame team that's coming off a heartbreaking loss that knows there's no more room for air. They lose one more time, your season's over. You're not going to the playoffs. And yeah, they're probably already screwed as it is, but you know, you, it's no shame losing to Georgia. But there's no room for air, Cam. And another thing is Notre Dame play up or down a competition. They do. So, all like, the time. look at Notre Dame against Louisville. Louisville struggled. Like, they struggle with Louisville even. They're not Virginia blowing Virginia away, dude. Virginia's, Virginia's going to be ready to play in this game. I agree. I think Virginia might win the game, and if they lose, they lose the tight one. I believe in the Cavaliers and Bronco Mendenhall. Give me the Cavaliers. Cavaliers plus the points. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. All right, great job, Yang. Yeah, I got to tell you, Mark Lawrence was uh, throwing some heat today. Yeah. Yeah, the New York Spence. He even said, Jesus, he got mad. He said, Jesus, they don't have an offensive line. One it's game. the first time Mark Lord's ever sounded like the angry uncle. Yeah, Seems like true. the Browns, and I got to tell you, I didn't, I didn't want to get him going, but it sounded like he was a little defensive about Baker Mayfield and then a little sensitive about Daniel Jones. I think it has to do <laughs> you know with this. Cash. It was one of those games. He had like there was a- on the Sunday night, or he went to bed angry, and he's still. Uh, yeah, a lot of people yeah. went to bed night game, but that's the thing, Jones. Joe, me and you have a different opinion of Jones because when we're doing talk radio all day, and uh, Mark's doing the playbook and other things, when all these idiots were ripping Jones, we're actually saying I, we were cheering for the guy. He's going to do well, and actually had his back. I thought he was going to be a decent quarterback, and I'm really happy. It's good. It is one game. There's a lot to do. He's got to worry about, you know, ball, ball security and awareness in the pocket. But I like the fact that he always looks downfield, Gabe. And unlike Mayfield, he doesn't run with his first instinct to try to make a play. He'll stand put like Brady and t- try to make a play from the pocket before he has to move. And he can move. Very fluid for a big man. Now, this is this is uh, pretty crazy. And it, it goes to show almost the popularity of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. In that Fanatics, the official NFL uh, apparel provider, sold more Daniel Jones jersey in a two-hour period on Sunday, immediately following the New York Giant game. It's crazy. I like people watch the game, camp, and right away <laughs> they go online, get me a jersey. It's like they waited to see how, you know. But get this. 
He has also sold more jerseys than anybody else this week in the National Football League besides Patrick Mahomes. And Mahomes even sold more jerseys. Evidently, Sunday's a big day for jersey sales. People watch the games and they, they order them online um, after they're easily influenced. Why am I going to get a Mahomes jersey? And, Ma, think about that, though, Cam. Mahomes has been in the league now for a couple of years, and he's still selling more jerseys than everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> pretty damn impressive. And you got that New York uh, behind you. Know, I love Patrick Mahomes, though, uh, Gabe. For all those people who reached in the draft, they're happy that all he does is chuck touchdowns. But very likable guy. Pretty crazy. You know, the Bills. Uh... Folks, we're going on grid. This is Sports Grid. Get on the grid. I got great news, guys. Oh. It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. News, news. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. News, 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 news. Hey, thank you very much, gang. I'm Cam Stewart with your Sports Grid News and Betting Update. Get on the grid, everybody. Gabe and I will be back. Talking to Gamblu in hour two of the show, talking football and fights. Antonio Brown says he still wants to play in the NFL again. This is the message from Antonio Brown's agent, Drew Rosenhaus, when he was on Warren Sapp's 99 Problems podcast. And he says his client is hungry to still play in the league. He says he's had several discussions with multiple teams that have still expressed interest in the all-pro receiver. But the problem, the teams remain cautious as the NFL investigates multiple sexual allegations against his client. Uh, this could be good news for the Chargers. Melvin Ground, Brown, Melvin Gordon could uh, rejoin the Chargers earlier than originally planned, though he hasn't made any final decisions. Sources telling ESPN's Adam Schefter this could be the deal. The running back was believed to be targeting week six to eight for his return from a contract-related holdout. The Chargers have gotten by without Gordon with the tandem of Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson, and very impressively, they're averaging 5.4 yards a carry. Gordon previously received permission to seek a trade, but he hasn't found a team willing to cough up big assets and give him a big time extension gordon a pro bowler last year rushed for 885 yards and 10 touchdowns across 12 games and he's averaged a solid four yards per carry during his career the former first round pick out of wisconsin in the fifth year and final year of his rookie deal jalen ramsey missed today's practice due to a back ailment and he's unlikely to play for jacksonville jacksonville in week four sources telling espn's adam schefter and the team and player are apparently in a quote-unquote stare down regarding that potential trade the Jags later clarified that Ramsey had a reported back soreness in the fourth quarter of Thursday's win over the Tennessee Titans. Ramsey didn't practice on Monday, Monday after he told the Jaguars he was also sick and had the flu. The Denver Broncos' big offseason acquisition corner Bryce Callahan, he signed a three-year $21 million deal with Denver, undergoing a non-surgical procedure on his left foot. He's going to be sidelined four to six weeks, this according to Broncos coach Vic Fangio. Rex Ryan, not a huge fan of uh, Cleveland's uh, quarterback, Baker Mayfield. Ryan called Mayfield overrated as hell on today's ESPN's Pat McAfee show. The Cleveland quarterback, uh, yeah, he responded, quote, if you don't wear orange and brown, you don't matter, he told Ryan. And Rex Ryan doesn't have any colors right now for a reason, so it's okay. Well, the feud continues. Maybe, Baker, you should worry about what you're doing on the field, not starting fights against analysts that are paid to do that job. Live baseball on the go right now. We got... uh, 
The Cardinals up 5-2, to two, top of the six. We'll see if Gamblu's at home or at the Margarita Shack. Uh, we'll hunt him down. Don't worry about that. Interesting story just broken. Reports indicating the L.A. Angels could pursue Cubs skipper Joe Madden if the Cubs don't retain his services. So we'll keep an eye on that story. Phillies catcher J.P. Riomoto out for the season. He's going to undergo a knee procedure. Twins pitcher Sam Dyson. He could miss all of next year as well, 2020, with a required shoulder surgery. This from MLB.com. Leafs coach Mike Babcock says he wasn't aware of disorderly conduct charge against his star Austin Matthews until Tuesday. The charge stemming back from an incident May 26 in Scottsdale, Arizona. The complainant, a security guard stating Matthews and a group of males uh, tried to open up her vehicle at 2 a.m. when she was doing some paperwork inside alone. Matthews apparently drunk, mooned her. She said he kept his underwear on. The 22-year-old apologized today. He will be playing tonight's preseason game against the Montreal Canadiens. The Calgary Flames have signed restricted free agent forward Matthew Kachuk to a three-year, $21 million bridge deal with an annual salary of seven mil. The contract gives Kachuk the largest annual cap hit on the team, and he'll be a free agent when it expires. The 21-year-old, a breakout year, a career-best 34 goals and 43 assists for 77 points. He also tallied 104 hits for the Flames. Now just three noticeable restricted free agents remain with the season set to go October 2nd. Winnipeg, they got some work to do. Forwards Kyle Connor and Patrick Lane still not signed. And Colorado forward Nico Rantanen, they're still in need of new deals. Blue Jackets veteran forward Brandon Dubinsky is going to miss the start of the season with a wrist injury. And Seattle, they hired Cami Granado, the USA female star. She's the NHL's first female pro scout. And a big, big, big baseball card tonight. We do have a couple early games at 640. Minnesota minus 210 at Detroit, 9.5 Dobnik and Norris. And Milwaukee, they play Cincinnati. Milwaukee, the Brew Crew laying 40 cents on the road. It's Lyles versus Maley in a total of nine. We got other action on the go as well, including a big one at 710. Yankees at Tampa. Rays minus 155, eight and a half. Lasagna and Morton and the Rays holding down that second wild card spot in Cleveland at 810. They're minus 350 at Chicago. Bieber and Detweiler. They're a half game back of that second wild card. So we'll go over the whole baseball board, including the Mets minus 500 tonight in their game. Unbelievable odds there, like the Houston Astros. I'm Cam Stewart. Thank you. Thanks for Mark Lawrence for stopping by. Those some great stuff with Mark. <laughs> Throwing it in on Daniel Jones there, putting out our fire. We'll talk to Gamblu. Hopefully, we'll chase him down at the bar at home. Who knows where Gamblu is, but Gabe and I will find him. It's hour two of Red Heat and Rage Radio on Sports Grid, and it's coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, we're into level two. Game time decisions, red heat and rage. I'm Marenzi at the Sports Grid Studios. FanDuel Sportsbook, the Meadowlands. Uh, don't forget as well, if you guys sign up um, uh, for a, sign up, uh, for a, um, a, a sports wagering account on your mobile device with a FanDuel, get to $500. That's a $500 free bet. Pretty cool uh, promo right there, fanduel.com slash grid. All right, uh, so we're going to have uh, Lou from gamblu.com stepping up and in and joining us in a couple of moments' time. And uh, NHL hockey, guys, we're one week away, uh, literally and figuratively. Next Wednesday, they'll be dropping a puck. And, Cam, I just heard uh, during your update, uh, you state that uh, Coach Babcock of the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, stated that yesterday was the first that he heard of Austin Correct. Matthews. And the incident uh, in Arizona, which makes me think two things, all right? 
Number one, he's not telling the truth. Number two, it's even worse than Cam. If Austin Matthews did this and didn't tell Babcock, then he's even more immature and a bigger tool than I think he is, Cam. And I, you know, I, don't, I have a hard time believing it that Matthews wouldn't say, oh, by the way, like Matthews knew when his court date was coming up, right? He knows. Yeah. So he would know there's no way in hell this doesn't come out around then. I can't just shock Babcock, Mike, like, yeah, I can't just shock the coach with this and the yeah. Leaf organization, you know, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, by the way, I mooned a chick and tried to break into a girl's car a couple of months ago. It's crazy. You gotta and believe he's he told tonight. them, and then Babcock's not telling the truth. Oh, and, and that story—he's playing Gabe, tonight, like, huh? He says, "Yeah, he says he's disappointed, but it has going to have no effect on the captaincy." I'm not sure if Babcock knew. He doesn't seem like the lying type, but it might be more serious. Who the hell knows? But I'll tell you one thing: I want to talk about this too on the other side. People of Toronto, Leaf fans, very disappointed in you. Uh, the way you're just all oh, boys will be boys. I saw a lot of streeters on the local news today, disgusted by the people just thinking this yeah. isn't uh, an issue like people can go do this stuff for giving the guy you know what it was absolutely pathetic the guy approached a woman at night moonder still drunk i'm not going to say you know uh it, it, what he did was wrong and uh, he should be apologetic for it instead these people think this is some kind of like halloween prank or something like that that's what bothers me i about would suspend them they got blinders on man and it was disgusting to, to even say oh boys will be boys was type of the attitude today it really made me sick and i'm a fan of the team i'm disgusted yeah, yeah, I'm sure because if Lamar Jackson or Cam Newton does this, yeah. right, that boys will be boys. Yeah, I'm sure if Antonio, yeah, seriously, these same jackass Leaf fans that are defending Matthews, I bet you're on Twitter ripping Antonio Bryan all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's Crazy. the same crap. Honestly, the Leafs should suspend him on their own. Like, they should say, yeah, yeah, we're not, we don't we don't tolerate conduct like this. He's suspended for the first, like, three games of the year or whatever. No, they're gutless. Won't even miss an exhibition. I want to get to it, too. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Great job, uh, Yang. All right, now everyone's every, everyone's on edge. Like, I'm the laid-back one suddenly. Yeah. I'm the laid-back one. I'm just driving the bus here. Mark Lawrence is getting mad about me bashing Baker Mayfield, and then yep. he gets even madder about me praising Daniel Jones. What did he say? Put a seatbelt on, Gabe. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Put the seatbelt on, Gabe. It's been one week. Put a seatbelt. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, put a seatbelt on. I like how, like, sort of, I know all you guys up there in New York are going New crazy, York. but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then we got we, we, we got Cam Stewart, who's uh, he's worked up about Austin Matthews. Well, I'm firing I'm off a poll question right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, should Austin Matthews be suspended? And uh, let's fire off this question right now. Boom, we'll see. And uh, I guarantee you, I'll be very disappointed with the results. Uh, but um, hey, it is what it is. Let's bring in let's bring in Lou. We'll get back to the Austin Matthews stuff because I want to read his apology, Cam. 
which it's the most insincere, fake-ass. And in fact, this actually pertains to Lou. I think Lou lives in the same condo complex. It happened in Arizona. <laughs> it's Scott- Scottsdale. <laughs> Lou. What's up, Lou? Uh, you know, not too much has happened. I went to the baseball game today, came home so I could speak with you fine gentlemen about sports. Austin ah. played Little League with my he played Little League with my son Cole. Uh, yeah. My sons have interacted with him while he's down here. I don't know what happened uh, pertaining to him, but hey, these guys are hockey players, man. They, they, they play re- really hard. Don't worry about a thing. The season isn't started yet, and you know, hopefully, he hasn't done anything dire or something that's really serious. Uh, but if he was out late at night uh, yeah. having a few cocktails, God bless him. Lou, I gotta know what Lou and I love you, and I usually, usually you and Gabe are having your thing. But I gotta say this: this woman is a security uh, security worker outside a condo at two o'clock in the morning in a car, dark, and sees men approach her acting all drunk and wild, and then the guy moons her. I'm just saying, I'm not going to say the guy should do jail time, but as a female, I'd be very, very scared at that time of night with a bunch of guys coming up to me when I'm alone, and I really don't. I think a lot of people are brushing this thing off. I think it's bad behavior. You want to be a captain of a hockey team? Do better. Me and Gabe get wasted, but we don't go to girls at night and scare them. I think it's absolutely ridiculous, Lou, and I don't think a lot of people would have that attitude, but I do. I think it's wrong. Well, well, first of all, Cam, uh, thank you for explaining to me what the specifics were. And lesson number one, uh, we shouldn't speak about something that we have no knowledge of, which is what I just got done doing. If, in fact, that's what happened. Yeah, that's uh, the thing. You're in an unfair spot, Lou, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, No, 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 I won't say that. I I spoke without facts. And, And if those facts are true that Cam told me, and I have no reason to believe they're not, then, uh, then I find I, I find tremendous fault against three knuckleheads that are going to do that to some. I mean, that's somebody's daughter there, man. That is totally out of line. That and night, I, I apologize for speaking out of line. I know you didn't know the whole story, Lou, but and Gabe no, and I no, talked no about it on needed. the morning show. Uh, it was wrong. Like that's the thing. This didn't happen at a bar at happy hour. She's alone in a complex at almost three o'clock in the morning. And God, I'd be scared if I was a female. Who knows what's going to happen, right? That's all I'm saying is he didn't use good judgment, obviously, because he was wasted. Right, Marenzi? You can have your take, too, buddy. Well, no, but and that's, that's mine. That's Scottsdale. Uh, that's Scottsdale, and I know the area where, where they're at. And I, I don't care if it's Scottsdale or if it's New York City or if it's Omaha, Nebraska. That shit yep. can't happen. Men need to be freaking upstanding. Amen. Yep. Amen, Lou. Well, that's the thing. And like you said, because, you know, Lou, I, when I first saw it, too, you know, boys will be boys, hockey, whatever. And, you know, this isn't the Stahl brothers, you know, at one of their, their buddies' weddings getting all wasted and getting naked on the side of the road and staring people at a cottage or something. You know, I, I get it. You know what I mean? There's going to be shenanigans with people to drink and stuff. But that's yeah. the thing that's sort of, to me, that's serious. And his response after is what really just, like, enrages me is that and just quickly we don't want to harp on it Lou but we were just talking about it, it happening in your area so we'll bring it up here and yeah. it is big news around with the NHL starting is that he went out so the security they saw him leave the complex he's with three of his buddies 
They're eliminated from the playoffs. He's back home. It happened May 25th. He goes out at about 10 o'clock. Like, it's all on camera. So he leaves at 10 o'clock. They're kind of buzzed. Whatever. They come back. They're wasted. Um, the security guard of the gated community is doing her paperwork, wrapping up at the end of the night before the shift change. She's in a car. She also happens to be a U.S. veteran that's seen duty, that suffers from PTSD. And so she's a veteran, too, on top of this. She's in the car doing the paperwork, and next thing she knows, four men are trying to open the door and get in the car. Yeah. She tells them to back off. Um, She basically, like, you know, was going to, you know, detain them or report and call the whatever one of austin matthews friends says no no we're just kidding baby we're just kidding it's just a joke ha 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 and then says that's austin matthews he's a star please don't tell anybody about this and then he tells her to go f herself and moons her austin matthews when the cops show up after she called the cops like start looking for money so she calls the cops the cops asked, what the hell are you doing trying to get into her car? He said, I was just going to see how she was going to react. What the hell is that? What does that mean? I'm going to go I'm gonna go harass a woman at 3 in the morning in her car to see how she reacts. You're lucky you didn't get shot, Austin. Like, honestly, like, she handled this as good as possible, man. She contacted the authorities. She told the condo board what happened. And now he got charged. They charged him. With disorderly conduct, I don't even care about the mooning thing. I've mooned people, whatever. I don't care about the mooning thing. Trying to break into the woman's car is just, it's beyond, like, the fact that, like, Cam brought this up and getting upset saying in Toronto, people are like, boys will be boys. This isn't a hockey, boys will be boys, Theo Fleury missed curfew and stayed out all night and did hookers. Oh, you know what? I mean, trust me, Lou. I I was in the, my my family's in the NHL. Cam knows stories. We're buddies with guys. Yeah, listen, yep. players are going to get stuck in a strip club all night. I could tell you a story about a GM that racked up $14,000 in debt with a stripper. All right? And then it, they nearly called the cops after. And this was recently. <laughs> you know, yep. Stuff yep. happens in the NHL. But you True. can't go up to a woman in a parking lot and try to break into a car. Right. And, Lou, I know you know that. You said that. I know you respect women. But his little apology now. Uh, I regret any actions that would put a distraction on the team or distress any individual. I can't comment any further. Like, it's just a, he's a jackass. You know, it shows, and, 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 and I hate to trivialize this, but from a capping standpoint, it shows a, a sense of maturity that this kid doesn't have what it takes to win a Stanley Cup. You know what I mean? He doesn't back to the, we were already in this with the Leafs. They don't get it. He doesn't back check. He floats around. You know, he thinks, you know what I mean? He's just, he's not a gritty guy, guys. You know what I'm saying? You know, you're not going to win with Austin Matthews camp, but we're supposed to talk football. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk football. I totally agree with your outrage, and I'm embarrassed for the young man. Uh, I'm sure his parents are beside themselves. We Again, we, we played Little League with yeah. the kid. It doesn't, yeah. mean, it doesn't mean that alcohol ain't the devil, and the kid might need some help. Let's hope. Uh, yeah. Quite honestly, whether it's a young female in the car or some young male in the car, doesn't matter who's Don't in the idiots. car. If a human's in the car, they shouldn't have to deal with that. 
Yeah. And, I, yep. and I'll tell you what, Lou. A period at the end of it and move on. So, yeah. Just what? Yeah. He's freaking okay. lucky. He's lucky he, that the door have was locked, man. Oh, I know. He it's gets not... in that car. That's breaking an entry. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, what, what were you going to do anyways when you got in there? Next Say thing you hi. know, you're going to touch her? Yeah. See how she was going to react? That's what Jameis Winston said when he grabbed the Uber driver below the crotch. He said, oh, I just want to see how she would react. He said the same thing. Like, when I hear this language from him, I'm like, dear God, what else have you done? You know, anyways, let's get to some football talk on the other side. And, of course, yeah, yeah, our poll question, 65% say no. He hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Thank you very much, Jan. Great job. They say, you know, there's a thing. Know your audience. Know the room. I called this. When I put the poll question out, what did I say to you, Cam? I said, you know we're going to be disappointed in the results here. Yeah, oh, yeah. You're going to say uh, 80-20 the other yeah, way. Yeah, 65%. <laughs> it's 65%. No, don't suspend them. <laughs> and then I also said, and you know the same people that's call Antonio Brown a scumbag are going to defend him. And right away I got one. At least he's not Antonio Brown. <laughs> like, yeah. It's irrelevant. Like Antonio Brown and Austin Math, what they do. And like I said, if Antonio Brown did this, people would be flipping out and saying, kick him out of the NFL. NHL, it's this, oh, ha, 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 boys yeah. will be boys. And I like what Lou said. Everybody thinks this stuff's funny until it's your daughter, your girlfriend, your sister, right? Your exactly. daughter, you know, your wife. It's real funny then, right? It's real funny then. It's your sister that gets, ah, oh, you know, oh, you know, it's funny. Yeah, it's all funny. It's like the, like Michigan State when the assistant coach told uh, D'Antonio, though, uh, that, you know what? I got a daughter on the campus. I don't want this guy on the team. He took him anyways, and then the guy raped somebody on campus. All right, so Mike Cardano's checking in. He can't be upset. We're talking about hockey. We're, we're yeah, taking news, the moral news. high ground here. News, uh, we are. Yeah, and I don't know what Mike, sure. Mike and moral high grounds don't go hand in hand. This is a man that said that uh, he wanted uh, Tom Brady to get both legs broken. Do we have Mike Cardano here? Hang on, Lou. Cardano's going to jump in. What's up, Mike? So I walk into my office. Did, did I hear you just tell Lou before you went to break that you moon people? He's moon people, yep. Uh, that, yeah, I said I have. Yeah, it's. Who, yeah, who, I, I'm who not do you recently. I'm not walking around here. Um, yeah, you really right. want to hear that, the story? That's the only part I caught of the conversation. Football. It's not good. I actually yeah, moved not. my family once at a wedding. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Michigan wedding. See ya. I mooned my grandmother. I mooned, like, my inadvertent. I didn't mean to moon my grandmother, but... Yeah, like, so basically, my exact words were, kiss my ass, you'll never see it again, as I walked out of the room. <laughs> Strong. I left with some stuff. Right, well, I, I noticed Lou didn't call you out. I figured I had to, so I'll, I'll just leave. The, that, that's all. That's all for me. Goodbye. Well, Thanks for well, the backup, Mike. I, I'm just surprised you're... Uh, no, no, no. I'm just surprised you're surprised. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just surprised he's surprised, Cam. You know what I mean? 
I'm I assuming I've mooned someone else at another time. Yeah, I think yeah, I've seen but, you at like uh, a sporting yeah, yeah. event or whatever. The bottom line is this, and let's separate these two. You've mooned family <laughs> at a wedding because they disappointed you. I don't You've have a problem with the mooning. You have not. You don't hear me bitching up. about the mooning. Hey, no matter how what you've done drunk, you have not creeped up on a woman in a car late at night and tried to get into the vehicle. This is what we're talking about. We're not talking about mooning, disappointing people, or whatever. We're talking about those actions, and you have never done that, no matter how drunk you are. No creepers, just uh, fun. So we'll keep it at that. Uh, no I, I love this. Now, someone, why would he be suspended? He, uh, he embarrassed himself. Suspended? No. He's been charged with a crime. <laughs> like, like, I like how people, like, I swear to God, Lou, let's get to football picks, but Cam can attest to this. It's actually, Lou, this is what drives me crazy about people that praise hockey. When we hear, and Cam, you know this, the same oh, shtick, bro. This is that They're all the greatest thing. guys. They're the nicest yeah. guys in the world. Some are. That all hockey aren't like football players. They're not like these. Yeah, no, Carlo's a great guy. There's yep. some great guys. Yep. There are. But the NHL and the hockey media, man, they cover up. Like, you want, like, not like Penn State stuff, but Jeffrey Epstein stuff. All right? Not Penn State, but there are, like, yep. people in the Hockey Hall of Fame, man, that we all know. All right? We all know the stories. Yeah, it's just this, ah, you know, chuckle, chuckle. It really is amazing. I'll tell you one thing. It's a damn good thing that the Me Too movement's too busy <laughs> everywhere else, and they yeah. don't realize what's going on in the NHL. That's all I'm going to say. Let's talk yeah. some football with Lou. We didn't mean to bring this on you, Lou. It just it came up. Yeah, our sorry, bad, Lou. My bad, Lou. Sorry. Yeah, I, I know you just want to catch some good, games. All good, guys. All good. <laughs> all right. So let's cap some games. So let's well, get Lou in here. Are you going to rain on my parade? Gabe, the Diamondbacks have just Poor scored like seven unanswered runs. You should have stayed at the game, Lou. Five. I know. They're up nine to five now. We were I didn't think he was going to leave the game. I thought you were joining uh, us for the game. Oh, boy. I feel bad. I didn't want you to leave the game. Sushi for I this. No, now guys. It, uh, here's our, here, our MO is we go to a little Mexican joint by the ballpark. We never make the first pitch. <laughs> never. And we never make the fifth inning. Never. We go <laughs> late and leave early. Okay. <laughs> Lou, Lou's the best. I'm sorry. Yeah, now yeah. I get it. It's actually yeah. a security officer in the same building. He knew he knew who the officer was, which why he thought it would just be a funny joke. Wow, man. You guys are like, you're like Trump voters, man, like Leaf fans. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't colluding. Yeah, he wasn't asking you, Craig. Oh, no, it was, it's like, man, what, no. what an era, man, that we're in. No, you the, can the tell someone the sky's brutal. blue. No, it's not. I uh, know. No, it's not. No, it's not blue. It's not. It's, it's not. It's, the, it's George Soros' fault it's blue. Oh, no, no. It's the media's fault at Austin. No, it's funny. It was a joke. God, all right. Daniel Jones is no joke, Lou. Are you buying into the Danny Jones hype? Minus three this week um, against the Washington Redskins. It's too, I can't judge him on one game. I mean, it, I tend to uh, appreciate and lean to division dogs uh, in, in, the, in the NFL. And uh, in, in this particular case, the Giants still have a minus five turnover ratio to Washington's plus one. 
I mean, if you put a gun to my head, I would I would have to take Washington in this game. But I I, I don't like the game. I want to like Daniel Jones, but I, I'm just not sure without Barkley. Uh, I, I think the Washington defense is at least by DVOA ratings a football outsider's resource. The Washington defense is a is a very real defense. The New York Giant defense is not an NFL defense. So there's where your difference lies. What games do you like this week? And it's early, Lou. You're in a tough spot joining us on Wednesdays. Yeah. Uh, they asked me for my picks for every game earlier in the day. I was like, guys, you got to slow down here. I'm not ready yet. i got to force them overnight here tonight. I'm not even happy about that just for the sheet here at the book. But what lines have catch, caught your eye? Cleveland Browns, that's a division game. They're getting seven points. Bills, a division game. They're getting seven points. Quite a few division dogs this week, actually, Lou. Do you like any of these dogs? I do, guys, and there's a, there's a couple of dogs I like, and, and I like not only the dog and the situation, uh, but but I like the I like the team and the fact that it is in fact a division game. Listen, New England is hurt. They got some offensive linemen dinged up. Uh, they got their running back White, whose wife just had a child. They've got a little bit of disarray going on over there. It's not. Uh, in terms of emotional, but just in terms of putting pieces into places for starting position. And I, I'm beginning to believe in Buffalo. I like their defense. And you're going to give me Buffalo at home and seven points, and I'm going to tell you that's a very easy one for me to consider. In fact, uh, I, I have released that. The other one you mentioned, Cleveland and Baltimore. Uh, and listen, this is a division game as well. Uh, this is the first of three straight division games for Baltimore. And Cleveland, off a terrible performance Monday night, this is a recency factor game. Most people are thinking, holy smokes, Baltimore really made it close against Kansas City when it was really a backdoor cover. And Cleveland spit up on themselves. And there's tremendous overreaction for Baltimore and against Cleveland. Uh, look ahead line in this game. Three and a half, meaning a week ago you had to you take Baltimore, you give three and a half. Now you got to give what five and a half or six guys. And as we wait and get closer to game time, that that number is going to go up. So uh, yeah, give me Cleveland as a as a dog on the road with nothing going for them uh, because I, I I believe they're the right side in that game. Gamble, I like it uh, with like- us. Uh, what about Minnesota and the Bears, Cam? Dan Blue? I was going to say another divisional game. Ooh. Bears looking good. I, I'm willing to that's take the point with the team, the Bears. I know that's your team, Lou, the Bears, but it's only two with the with Skull and the Vikings, but I kind of got to lean that way. Should be a good one uh, in the afternoon batch there, Lou. Minnesota and Chicago. Another great division game. Teams that know each other well. This is Minnesota's first of two games on the road. Chicago, uh, actually, after this week, goes to London uh, to face Oakland. So you have some distraction with Chicago coming home after Washington and having to go to London next week. That said, uh, this was, again, look-ahead line, Chicago given three. That's the correct number, man. Uh, For Chicago to give less than three, I think the value is on Chicago. 
And uh, I'm not convinced of Kirk Cousins on the road. And while uh, while the kid Trubisky is surely uh, the the jury's out on him, I'm beginning to get a little bit of a focus or a feel on Trubisky a little bit like Bradshaw. Not that Trubisky is unintelligent, like they were calling Bradshaw, which was always untrue. But but I think Trubisky and the Bears are. Are, are surrounding themselves against the naysayers that believe that Trubisky can't play. I think he has tremendous limitations in his game. But in this spot, at home, Chicago giving less than three points, I'll take Chicago giving less than three. LouGamblu.com uh, Always a pleasure, Lou. Guys, thanks so much for the Have time, and good luck to everyone. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Become the eighth person to win a million bucks in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament in the NFL, setting your lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer, or join the countless number of people that have won thousands of dollars each week playing DFS using DailyRoto.com. If you're playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL annual pass, a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and even better results. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's the promo code ACTION for a special 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Thank you very much, uh, Cam and uh, Lou. Lou's learning uh, we're like the mob. Uh, you, you, once you're in, you can't get out uh, yeah, here. And, um, you know, we can, we can go on and on and on and on, but there's more UFC. It never freaking ends. It never ends. And once again, it's not like, uh, you know, it's not like um, I'm saying to myself, oh, my God, I can't miss this card. But it doesn't mean that it won't be entertaining. And it doesn't mean that there won't be some entertaining fights. And it doesn't mean that we can't make money. Uh, on it. Although last week, Lou, very disappointing. I was caught up on college football, but very disappointing with the main event. What happened? There was an eye poke early in the fight with Rodriguez and Stevens just 10 seconds in. And then people started throwing bottles uh, at the cage. And then there was a run-in with Stevens and uh, Rodriguez at the hotel uh, the next day. And Rodriguez is an idiot um, if he thinks that Jeremy Stevens is scared. Jeremy Stevens isn't scared of anything. Like, you know, you think Stevens wanted to go all the way there and not fight? You know, I was disappointed that it turned out that way, but um, what, what do you make of that? And I saw you retweeting about they're probably never going to have a rematch because Rodriguez doesn't want any part of Stevens. Uh, but what about that, Lou? And then let's get into the card this week. Uh, we'll just go quick. Me and Cam got to get our baseball picks. But uh, what do you think about that Rodriguez-Stevens stuff? And do you like anything this week in the UFC? I totally agree with your take, Gabriel. Uh, Listen, Rodriguez entered that octagon scared to hit the core of his being. And Jeremy Stevens spent $30,000 for six weeks of training camp at altitude in Mexico City. There's no freaking way. And, and, And let me qualify myself. I released Rodriguez, okay? There's, Rodriguez wanted no part of Stevens. Stevens was going to dominate him because of the no contest. 
I get very, very lucky because I had the wrong man in the fight. And I also believe that the tell, the proof to what I'm saying is Rodriguez's actions after the fight, trying to get the UFC to claim him as a winner when he poked the other guy in both eyes. It was a terrible display. Rodriguez never gets in the octagon with Stevens again. And if he does, I will completely vomit on Jeremy Stevens. <laughs> and he mean that in a good way. Yeah, exactly. He means that. Yes, I will that. Yes, vomit in a good way. Yeah, because if, yeah, if, if Jeremy Stevens is listening, he's going to go after you too. He said, yeah. this Lou guy said he's going to puke on me. <laughs> yeah, his look I don't said he's gonna, after he's me. Gonna, he's going to puke on me. Right, tough, tough dude. That was fun. Tough, it's tough fun dude, Jeremy it's Stevens. This week is... Yeah, Hermanson and Canyon here. What do you make of this? Well, if this is the main event, I know. They're working on it. It's going to get better, Louis. Apologize. But, um, yeah, when Hermanson and Canyon here is your, your main event, we got a problem with this card. But talk to me about the card, Lou. Yeah, as far as this main event is concerned, you, you know, we I, I just closed down all my information thinking that, that, that we were finished. But here's what I want to say. Hermanson <laughs> has fought, uh, has has really looked impressive. But look at his fights. He fought Jakari, 39 years old. He, he, uh, the, he, he fought David Branch before that, 38 years old. Then he fought Mearshart, limited journeyman fighter, even though he's 31 and younger. It's it just too much for him. The, the body of competition, and now this is, no, this is no criticism to Hermanson, but the fact is he's, he's not fought anyone near as young, as ferocious, and as quick as Cannoneer. Meanwhile, Cannoneer is a fighter that has knocked guys out at heavyweight, He's knocked fighters out in the UFC at light heavyweight, and now he's fighting at middleweight. And granted, he knocked Branch out, who's 38 years old, and Anderson Silva. So his last two fights have been against older guys. But his body of work previous to that is against guys like Glover Teixeira and Dominic Reyes. He's been in against way too much competition for him to be priced plus 200. My advice is be patient. Let the parlay playing pukes continue to vomit on Hermanson and drive that price up. But Cannoneer plus 200 or better is a, is a really, really good spot for Jared Cannoneer. He must keep this fight on the feet, and I believe he can do it. Lou, gamblu.com. Uh, All right, Lou, so before we get you out of here, Gilbert Burns, uh, Gunnar Nelson, uh, Cudabella and Roundtree. Uh, OSP is a, is a plus, one, uh, plus 190 underdog against, uh, I'm not even going to try it, uh, Michael O. Uh, anything on the undercard catcher eye yet? <laughs> I think Gil, Gil Burns is, is a consideration. Now, you know I don't like favorites. But uh, Gunnar Nelson, I, I don't see how Gunnar Nelson, outside of the fact that he's had a few more fights at 170, has any advantage over Gil Burns. Gil Burns is stronger. He's got more power. He's better on the ground. And outside of Nelson's awkward karate stance, this is a very bad spot for Nelson. And I advise uh, taking Gil Burns, even though he's minus 140 or 150. 
It's not bad. It's actually not a bad number, to be honest. Nice. You know, laying, laying, laying my minus, yeah. 35 for Mr. Burns. Excellent. Not, not. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Burns. Um, fight should go the decision, actually, that, uh, you know, at least uh, we'll, take a, we'll take a look at the total there. All right, uh, Lou, we'll let you get back to your Margaritaville. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. It was eventful. It was it was entertaining. Thank you uh, for the insight, Lou. Always my pleasure, guys. Good luck to everyone, and thanks so much. Ooh. Uh, this time we're really letting him go. We're not going to call him back <laughs> yeah, in a minute. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He needs a break. He's going to have a, 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 a <laughs> nice margarita after the show. I looked at the baseball card. Oh, my God. Uh, it's, uh, it's tough. It is tough. It's tougher than two dollars. What do you do? You like anything? Yeah, I took a couple games, Gabe. Uh, this is what I think. Uh, the Yankees. I know uh, uh, your boy Lasagna is pitching tonight. I know you like to go to Michael's for a nice Lasagna. Lasagna. Uh, he's plus one thirty, but uh, uh, Morton Steakhouse at minus one fifty. I'll take the steak over the Lasagna. One fifty. I think that's a good price. I'm coming back to the Jays. Um, I know it's a little bit overinflated, the number, but I think they win with Waggis Pack against Yanoa. It's 155. The dog that I like tonight, Gabe, uh, the Texas Rangers in Alert. I've been watching them pitch. I was on Boston yesterday, actually, and on the run line. It worked. I'm going back to Texas at plus 115 with Alard. And, uh, yeah, and I like San Francisco tonight, even though they lost in 15 innings. We'll split up the units with uh, Zamarja. It's a little too high at 175, but I'll split it up with the minus one and a half. My, uh, plus 115. Those are my plays. Giants, Rangers, Jays, Rays. I got a, a four-pack for you. And then we'll uh. do a, a in-game live tonight, and we'll see if we can find something, too, from uh, I'm 8 to 10 with you tonight, buddy. So we'll, we'll, we'll find something. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really not, well just I'm wait, not liking like it. Just, I'm looking at have it. A, have a grilled cheese sandwich. Relax. Like, there's no need. The, the beautiful thing is you don't have to go, like, looking at these lines, probably if I'm taking favorites, I'd hope that kind of like the Yankees went up one nothing yesterday and the Rays came back and won. You almost want Baltimore to go up one nothing, not do what they did yesterday and really explode, but take these teams back as dogs instead of favorites. And if that does happen, you'll have an opportunity to do it, but there's no guarantees. It's a tough board, Marenzi. Like, you don't want to force the issue. It's a tough baseball night. Uh, there's nothing else. we got football tomorrow. Eagles game. We got the the Navy game too. There's a lot of options, but small baseball plays tonight. We have uh, NYFC taking on Atlanta United. Yes, true. Seven. Uh, Atlanta start. United at seven o'clock. Pretty pretty good pretty good game. Yeah, at Yankee Stadium. I really want to get out there uh, for a match uh, over the Yankee Stadium. I know Dane goes. Dane's hardcore. It's not. You don't realize the uh, New York Red Bulls and New York FC. It's serious. Like their rivalry. Like, I was wearing an NY, dude, I'm wearing an NYFC uh, jersey in uh, outside my condo. And Buddy's like, uh, hey, uh, he goes, you know, this is Red Bull territory, huh? <laughs> what do you mean Red Bull territory? Red like, Bull territory? <laughs> what, Hoboken's Red yeah. Bull territory? And I swear to God, like, yeah, it really is. Like, they, they take this seriously. Like, uh, they're, they're, they're really into this type of stuff. So, I tell you, man, NYFC. Uh, quality year, 16-5-10 on the year through 31 games. They've scored 57 goals. They've allowed 38, 58 points. Lead second place Atlanta by uh, four points. It's a big uh, big match here tonight. 
The total is two and a half, but it's minus 200. Yeah, it's a lot. Draw, plus 260. I don't know, man. That's tough. Tough game. The only hit, yeah, we hit that parlay last night. So, all right, we got the Cubs. Cubs blow. Pirates won last night. That was a good call, Cam. You were on it. I didn't have the balls to do it. Yeah. So you got this Philly and Washington stuff again. I don't. I can't take the Jays, Cam, at minus one fifty-two. I understand that. I, I, How bad is Yanoa? Yeah, Yanoa is not good. Uh, I just Waggis Pack's been okay. He's not been <laughs> special. I think the line should be about a buck thirty-five, a buck forty. So no, you don't really get line value like the Pittsburgh game last night. But uh, yeah, I was looking at taking Agrizel against Lester. I just don't know. Like I felt a lot better about it with. Uh, uh, yesterday, I don't know, man. But the Cubs at minus 200, I really want to pick on them again. I might take uh, Pittsburgh plus 180, Gabe. That's a lot of the, the Cubs look like they've quit in that game. They didn't just lose to Pittsburgh. They got smoked. Like, it was bad. At the end of the game, they just gave up. What about, as you stated, as you stated, what about a trip to, uh, I was going to say a trip to Morton Steakhouse, but... It's just like the real Morton Steakhouse. Expensive. Expensive. It I is. can't be laying minus 154 against the Yankees. Nah, <laughs> with lasagna going, Gabe, he's not like a Michael's lasagna. He's more like a Stouffer's. Don't worry. Morton's, uh, it's a quality. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I know, but the waiters are pretty good. The judges and the busboys can. Like, yeah, you know I mean? that's right. Oh I, oh, I know. I'm with you. I'll give you what a, about the Atlanta? Ball. What about the Atlanta Braves? What about uh, the Atlanta Braves? Let's do golf tonight on the show in game life. Okay. Kansas City beat them uh, the last game. I have no faith in them. None. You want to lay it down with this new change of pitcher, Tomlin? You like uh, Josh Tomlin's getting the call for the Braves tonight against Montgomery? Maybe. I would have liked it a hell of a lot better with Soroka, but he he's not there. It's Tomlin. Tough game, man. <laughs> These games are tough. Like, there's no Kansas City. Like, Duffy beat down Duran last night. What? I like the Rangers, buddy. Rangers are the play tonight. R- Rich Porcello can't pitch his way out of a wet paper bag, and this Allard guy's actually improved. The Rangers are my dog tonight. That's my game. Texas Rangers. The line's telling you, too. They're only plus 110. Last night, uh, they were, like, plus 160, 170. So, I'm on Boston. Uh, Texas, plus 110, game. That's my dog. I'm going to do the same parlay I did last night. Cleveland. And Houston Astros. Cleveland Indians. Minus 148. All right. Tune in to in-game live. We're going to find some strikeout props here. Thank God the baseball playoffs start. This is the last night we have to deal with this crap. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Here's what you missed on Game Time Decisions. People are up in arms, actually, about uh, about Dwayne Haskins not starting this game. Seems like it would be good timing to division rival, throw your new quarterback in against their new quarterback, and let the new rivalry begin. But 
you know, Gruden, I don't know what, you know, Gruden says, oh, I'm not giving up on the season yet. You're done, Gruden. Your team's done, and um, you're going to be 0-4 after Sunday. But, Cam, before we get to some college, you have, you have an NFL game you want to throw uh, at uh, Mark Lawrence, and we were, we were going to the break there. I do like yeah. the Saints in this spot. Uh, you know, the Cowboys, you talked about the schedule with the Patriots. Uh, Cowboys are stepping up in class now, going into a hostile environment. Sunday night football. Hell, Teddy Bridgewater has a better winning percentage as a starting quarterback than Drew Brees does in his career. <laughs> I know it's only 31 games, but he wins games. You know, let's see. He wins games. I like the Saints in that game, Mark. I like the Saints in this game as well. And, uh, you know, unlike it costing you 55 large with Teddy Bridgewater in that last start he made back in the Hilton contest days or the Westgate contest days, I think he's just jonesing for his opportunity now, uh, given the fact that uh, he knows there's no Drew Brees looking over his shoulder. Perhaps Taysom Hill, but no Drew Brees looking over his shoulder here. And that was a big confidence win that they had against Seattle last week. My biggest concern is the fact that they were thoroughly outplayed by Seattle in the football contest. They lost by 250 yards in the stats. That usually comes back to bite a team uh, the very next week uh, when they come to play football. But it usually comes back to bite a team when they're dressed up as a favorite, and now they're in the rare role of a home dog in this football game. Cam? Yeah, well, my game, Mark, and uh, I was going to be selfish and ask you about the Seahawks and Cardinals, but people, they need something better than that, Mark. So let's go KC and Detroit. This should be a real good game. Let's give Detroit. Did they piss that game away against the Cardinals? But uh, think about this. The win, they win. They beat the Eagles outright. They win again at home against the Chargers, despite the Chargers' big, big mistakes of the special teams. But Detroit's been better, and Kansas City covers numbers. Mark, should be an interesting game with the Chefs and the Lions, and the Lions did beat uh, the Chargers, a divisional team, on their home turf. Won't be easy against Mahomes. No, it won't be. And these are probably good numbers for both Mahomes and Reed in the contest. Andy Reed at his best on the road in the National Football League. And Patrick Mahomes uh, has been really, really good, if you will, uh, on the road, 10-3 and three to the spread, or 10-3, and 5-1 to the spread in this particular game. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network.